If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Come through, Queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, Queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan, all by myself this week. No, just kidding, I have Peachlarm, aka Doug, and this is Come Through Queen. <laughs> this is episode 77. Hello, I am a robot. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. It's been a while. All, it's, I think it's all different shows from last time you were here. We got Jersey, Dallas. Dallas OC. is good again. Dallas OC is bad somehow. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to that, is there anything you're watching outside of the Bravo universe that we need to be pay- paying attention to? Wait, have you seen Have you seen The Good Place at all? The second season, of The Good Place. I I've seen everyone hooting and hollering about that. It's so good. And season one's only like a half season, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu and it's completely doable. And Kristen Bell is great, and the rest of the cast is like. Absolutely lovely. Mm. Um, I'm watching Sexy Archie again. Sexy Archie's back. What's Sexy Archie? Riverdale. Oh, yeah. We've been meaning to do a binge of that. Never? No. But that's a full season one, though. That's going to be harder, too. Yeah. And that's that's an hour, right? That's a whole hour on the CW, followed by New Dynasty, which is trash, and I will watch every episode of it. That seems like it would be up your alley. Oh, I watched Old Dynasty. Um, really? Yeah. I watched, like, I think every episode of Old Dynasty. Like, ha- like 
How? It was I, aired before I was you... a very strange gay child that only watched sort of um I only watched game shows and like hour long adult nighttime soap operas that I would have to sneak down. <laughs> that came on like soap network at a certain point oh, and I just okay, like okay. dove right in. Yeah. Um it was mostly like baby Heather Locklear as slutty gold digger yeah. that really set me in. So I was excited about New Dynasty, which is not it's not good. Yeah. But it's great. I mean I imagine it's like new nine oh two one oh that eventually died. Oh yeah. Or new Melrose Place, which I also watched which, Wait, that happened? Yeah, there was a, a reboot of Melrose Place with no one that you would know or care oh. about. It was hot garbage. I loved it. Um Broad City Oh, well, we yes. talk about Roz from Frasier on Broad City last night. Just killing it, just amazing. Killing we, it. We've been RuPaul's waiting. killing it on Broad City. I know, but it seems like this may be the end of RuPaul's guest appearances on it. Yeah, because at the end of the episode, Does she. Yeah, I think she quits. Yeah, Alana quits. Right? I think so. Did you listen to Alana and Elliot on What's the Tea? Uh huh. Wasn't that the weirdest hour and change of your life? <laughs> it was. I mean, it's all like my relationship with with What's the Tea is fraught because it's so much talk about sort of like uh, crystals and musicals curing Michelle Visage's daughter's depression and like uh, so much talk about colonics. The Matrix, uh, a red pill, a blue pill. Yeah, and also millennials are garbage, but like. Alana being in there, she like has, there was a weird connection between her and RuPaul and Michelle Visage about like energy and healing and spirituality that I was like, oh shit, I'll dive right into this, I guess. But it was a bizarre experience. I couldn't believe they didn't give the two of them more than like two minutes to talk about their own project. Oh, no, no, no. He just wanted to talk about, like, Trump, really. Saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they came in for. But if you are sleeping on the season of Broad City, jump it. in. It's so good. I feel like season one was amazing. Uh-huh. Season two was kind of like, eh. Season three was amazing. And now this fourth season is great. I've loved, like, every every episode of it, like, even if it's bad. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this season has been perfectly fine though but really like sort of new job new apartment possibly new dog i haven't been i haven't been as devoted to television outside of like yeah outside of housewives which i i was still <laughs> forced time for of course um i've been slacking on my duties yeah i mean I, I think also in this day and age like one of the reasons i haven't jumped into riverdale or the good place is i don't want to get invested in a show and then it get canceled mm-hmm. like one season in i have Five episodes, I think, of that show where Maggie Gyllenhaal is a hooker and oh, James yeah. Franco is his own twin. Like, five episodes that are just parked on my DVR and I haven't had the time or energy. Yeah, but that seems like something that would probably come back, isn't it? That's an HBO thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it will, I guess. I don't even know if it's good. I just want to <laughs> see Maggie Gyllenhaal as, like, a sad <laughs> prostitute. 70s prostitute. <laughs> and I can't spend that time and adulthood is rough. I yeah. just want to watch more TV. Well, one thing you should spend your time on, and you listeners as well, is the YouTube documentary Demi Lovato. So wait, this is a YouTube documentary? I assumed it was on a, a like an A and E or a channel no. that I was not. This aware is YouTube. Of. Okay. So at first, I thought it was going to be YouTube Red, which is their like content 
like special content lists. Yeah. No. Then I thought maybe it's going to be like pay-per-view, like throw us like a 199. Mm-hmm. It's completely free. It's giving you at least sort of an own production quality where like all of Oprah's interviews have that weird like gauzy yeah. heavy light. I assumed it was on a network. I'm sort no. of shocked that they just slapped it up there for free. So I think it's like an hour, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. The first half of it is actually amazing because she, we really get into all of it. Like from when she was a kid getting into Barney before that she was in pageants unsurprisingly uh, from Barney to Camp Rock, they were really just grabbing at whatever they could get. She mm. was in prison break for an episode. Oh. Yeah. Any reference to like her time in Barney with Selena Gomez? Yes. Selena Gomez references. Selena Gomez is not named. Okay. But there's a clip of the two of them interacting in Barney. Interesting. Uh, and you're just left to like discern that it's Selena Gomez? Yes. Huh. So, I mean, she looks... I mean, Selena Gomez she, present day looks like a toddler. Like, so. She'd slap her on Barney right now. Yeah. Uh, so, but then we get to the drinking, the drugs, the breakdowns. The cocaine, yeah. The cocaine. Yeah. Uh, and Denny's account of punching the backup singer, backup dancer in the face on the plane. I forgot about that. Yeah, and we learn her name is Shorty. And Shorty <laughs> was an intricate part of Demi's life. Okay. Uh, and the reason she punched her in the face is Shorty's the one who ratted her out for some sort of, I think it was Adderall okay. specifically that she Sounds ratted. right. She ratted her out to her stepfather, who we learn is like her father figure in her life, and Kevin Jonas Sr., who was also integral because like she was constantly touring with the Jonases. And is there Rock. other Jonas discussion, like Jonas specific discussions? Not only is there Jonas specific discussions. There's Jonas confession, group confessionals. Demi, oh, wow. the two relevant Jonases, they're the manager that manages both of them. The one that does Kathy Wakili's home. <laughs> Nowhere no, to be found. he is still in Kathy Wakili's <laughs> yes. attic. Uh, yeah, so a lot of this is great. Then, like in the beginning of the documentary, there's a little thing on the bottom that says, like, this is, there, there's going to be paid promotional content here. And I was expecting like, a Beats speaker or like, you mm-hmm. know, a Beats by Dre speaker or her drinking like a LaCroix or something. But it's like the weirdest, I, I don't even know what was paid promotional, but then the second half of the documentary like spins off into promoting jujitsu. Sure. And the Raya app, I think. The Ra- what is the Raya app? I That's feel like, like an old. The dating app oh, for the, rich celebrities. Yeah, the famous people dating app. I think they paid to be in it because like okay. she's talking about her dating life, but like... Why she, are they advertising that? Because it's, it's not... It's not mass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How much promo for the new album, which is solid. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the only good part of the second half of the documentary was seeing what goes into it, but I don't know if you saw Gaga 5 foot 2. It didn't get as deep as that in okay. terms of creating the album it's just more like oh these are some of the producers this is her singing it like it wasn't is the her, gaga struggle is her rock bottom for the coke use is it like is it the punching or is there i what i really want to know sort of oh, like where a, was it in a cliff's notes version is just what was the worst thing that she did while she was coked up and okay then i feel like i will be sated so but I don't want you to skip it. You should still watch it. I will. But, but I 
think, if I remember correctly, the turning point was she went on some bender and then flew out to American Idol to perform Give Your Heart a Break, and she was, like, hungover and a mess. Wait, she was coked up during that late? Yeah. Well, late actually, in the game? It's hard. To, it's hard. Like, I went, I, I was, like, Whitney firing Houston. up Wikipedia, yeah. like, while watching it. Give Your Heart a Break was, like, 2009. Oh. But time flies in our old age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give Your Heart a Break, uh... Doesn't that feel like a recent Bob? I don't feel like she's old enough to have put that... She must have put it out young. Yeah. What? So that happened, and then she starts to get clean. Like, immediately following that is when she's on X Factor. And while she's on X Factor, she's apparently stone cold sober, living in a group house with other people recovering... Doesn't have access to a phone. Britney Spears was in her group. Britney, Britney Spears. They were co-judging they the were X Factor. They were both in a group together <laughs> to the X Factor. Learning how to behave themselves. So it's actually worth a watch and like free. So Yeah, why not? Run don't walk. No excuse. Uh yes. Yeah, so let's turn from there to some stuff that's going on in the world right now. Alright. Obviously not the deep topics of the day. Something more along the lines of Luann Deliceps on Wendy Williams. Beautiful, beautiful mother. <laughs> beautiful queen. Which you just tuned into with, with me. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a treat for the ages. She went on there to promote her the Countess Collection, now available at Ross. No longer at QVC, at Ross Dress for Less. Please uh, readjust your schedules accordingly. I mean, I think that's better, being in a brick and mortar. Like... I I feel like that's a six, six in one hand, <laughs> half dozen in the other sort of a uh, thing. I don't know. So it was just really interesting watching two women both living parallel lives in a way. <laughs> I didn't realize the parallels until you pointed them out, which then made me feel dumb because they're so clear. Yeah. Um, both of them just living in the... The, well, Luann formerly living in the, the depths of an open marriage, just mm-hmm. the openest of marriages, and trying to hide it from the press. Like, the real concern is not that he has women on the side, but yeah. the real concern is that the press finds out about it. Well, that's what she, she, like, gave the reason why she decided to file, and she said, you know, just with, like, the press and the women and this and that, mm-hmm. like... She was just getting repeatedly humiliated. Which makes me wonder, like, really was the concern... Like, Bethany won't stop talking about this, so I've got to end this marriage because I'm tired of Bethany making a fool of me. Well, I don't even think think she's even placing the blame on Bethany. I think she's placing the blame on Tom and whatever woman is, like, advertising each time. What's her name? Mindy? Like, what's... Missy? Missy. Yeah. It's Missy's fault, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were just a little bit more discreet, Luann would have been fine with it all. Just don't do it at the Regency. Yeah, Any go somewhere Any other hotel bar. Uh, but he had to do it at the Regency, and so that had to be the end. I'm wondering, based on her outfit in that clip, whether she her new sort of like post-divorce look is going to be losing the statement necklace. I know. There was no statement necklace to be found. A leather jacket instead. Growing out the hair slightly. Oh, uh, yeah. It did seem a little longer. Although, yeah. she's probably... See, I thought they were filming by now, but I don't think they're filming. I know that all of them have been asked back. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I'm full the, set of them, Tinsley included. Yeah, which is usually... I won't, they could still be negotiating. I feel like New York 
they're always negotiating contracts yeah. up to the last minute. Yeah. And we never know like who's going to be back, but maybe they all sign their contracts yeah. already. If they're if they're still negotiating, then doesn't Bravo immediately put out rumors and like Yeah, 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 exactly. Know, Tamra Tattles or something <laughs> that is like Sonia's out this year or whatever. Yeah, I, and it doesn't seem to be the case this time. Who is actively Beverly Hills is filming right now. Yes. Atlanta is I guess maybe either like editing or they're doing the wrap up confessionals or whatever. But Atlanta just had their, their, their big trip a few weeks ago and probably had the finale party shortly thereafter. Okay. So I think they're completely they're done. They're almost done. Not that we care, but Potomac is filming right now. Oh God. Apparently they went to Cannes for their trip. And, and where yes. did that, where did that, <laughs> who's poning up the money for that? I, the people, people watch it. I just haven't met them. But I'd like to talk to one. I don't think the ratings are that great, especially once they got ripped from the Atlanta boost. Um, I miss I miss your regular. One of the things that I've missed since not being here for a, a, <laughs> like a calendar year is uh, discussing that Sharice is the worst housewife of all. Which uh, I I didn't watch enough to know, but I I agree. Like with the two episodes that I watched. Worst housewife of all time. I'm sad to report that she apparently was at Cannes with them. I'm sure, so. she, I'm sure she's back. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, but somebody must be buying it. Speaking of the Atlanta housewives, and Nene more particularly, we have a report from page six. Fashion Police is canceled. So Fashion Police is a style talk show that long served as a platform for the late comic Joan Rivers who we'll get to even more later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Famous wit and biting commentary is coming to an end. Cable Channel E will bring the franchise to a close with a series finale special next month. Uh, it will, Fashion Police The Farewell will debut on E! November 27th at 8 p.m. Uh, the special will be hosted by Melissa Rivers and the current panelists. Mind you, this is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so like... <laughs> Not nary a soul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, current panelists, including Juliana Rancic, no, Brad no. Goreski, Nene Leakes, and Margaret Cho will be there. Oh, that's uh, who, that's, that's who's on that show. That yeah. praying mantis woman and Nene and Brad, <laughs> who I, I think is adorable and Margaret Cho. Yeah. What does she know about fashion? <laughs> She's a fashion yeah. icon. Sure. Uh, so it'll also feature highlights from Joan Rivers run on the show, as well as clips from an unaired episode featuring Joan Rivers and her co-host paying tribute to eighties fashion. And apparently Nini also texted Bevy Smith, mm-hmm. who hosts uh, that uh, Page Six live show. I have only seen ads for it on the subway. <laughs> have you watched this? No. Okay. Oh, I just watched this clip she, of Bevy talking about this. She used to do that, what, Fashion Queens or Fashion whatever Queens. the show that was on Bravo. Like, really, they put it on at 1.30 a.m. That, was... sh- that should be coming back. That should replace Fashion Police. Sure. <laughs> uh, so Bevy said... Nini texted her saying she had the pleasure to meet Joan. She was so happy to be part of the iconic show. Sad to see the show go off the air. A lot of people have met Joan, which again, we will talk (laughs) about. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, I think part of the reason this, I think there's a multitude of reasons, but what went down with Nini a few weeks ago? Oh God, there's no, I don't think there's any salvaging. I'm wondering like if it comes up on the reunion, if it comes up on the actual show, if they're still filming, I don't know. This is not a great look for her. Yeah. In case you missed it a few weeks ago, we talked about the fact that Nini's like emceeing a comedy. I think she's doing stand-up. I think it's her stand-up set, which uh, I'm wondering if they're filming for the show. So I think she does a, I think she does a little bit of stand-up in it. It's actually like 
five or six comedians, one of which is the breakout star from Girls Trip, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, makes it even worse for Nini. Like, she's, like, fucking up this whole tour. With people who are, like, actually seriously gay and clout in Hollywood. And that's the only thing that she's ever wanted is to just be an actual actress. Those times, like, her and Ryan Murphy, her recurring spot on Glee was like the pinnacle of her life and she's trying to get it back and instead she tanks it by making not it wasn't even a rape joke it was just a rape yeah like telling you telling an audience member like I hope your Uber driver rapes you on your way home absolutely insane and I don't see how uh I don't see how we come back from here but I know I mean housewives have come back from worse but yeah wow so did you happen to catch the the Atlanta trailer thing and, and despite everything that i just said about nini leaks that was the best commercial ever put to film yeah it seemed at first when when i saw the clip i thought it was going to be one of those like promoting alice in wonderland or like a ford focus coupon queen.com <laughs> or whatever it is with uh tinsley and carol because because like the product like the production was high but also s- still bravo-y in that yeah. way so yeah. it was like a, I think it's like the, the spooky season right now. So it's like zombies breaking into an, an Atlanta, Atlanta housewives party. party. Yep. And the zombies are scared of the housewives. Yes. <laughs> and tune into Atlanta November 4th. <laughs> and I just, I forgot how excited I am to see them every time. Like Atlanta isn't one of those that I get really excited about. Like, uh, like New York, yeah. but just seeing them and seeing that stupid little commercial, every one of them talking, I was like, how wonderful. Well, they've had so many seasons, mm-hmm. not a bad season. No. Ever. Sh- like, Sheree seamlessly comes back and is better than ever. Yeah. Uh, even excited to see Portia, and I never thought I'd live to see the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Phaedra's going to come back eventually. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like the serial killer and the end of a movie, yeah. she will like pop up for one last scream, and Candy will shoot her in the head, and that'll be the end of it. There's no way she's not coming back. I mean, it's like let's give us all a, a breather this one season. She'll be back next season. Yeah, or they'll do that thing that they did with Kelly Ben Simone in New York, where like they stage something. <laughs> she and she wears a mask. Yeah, but the problem is like. <laughs> Whoever in Atlanta won't do, like, I'm not doing this. The thing that Bethany did was, like, mm. I'm not having this fight and walk out of the room. Yeah. Atlanta will have the fight. And that's yeah. why I like them. Yeah. Is Kim... Kim's not full-time. No. She is FOH. I think the reasoning behind it all is because she has the spinoff, mm-hmm. which they moved to Fridays. I, I had, like a plague this past weekend and couldn't go to work on Monday and so watched an episode of that spinoff and oh boy. I actually think I watched it when I, the last time I was sick. It's like the only reason to ever watch it. It's really bizarre to see those daughters who I remember as sort of like first and second season daughters and they have two roads diverged yeah like one of those daughters is a normal human being who's trying to do the best and the other one is a, Kim. a clown <laughs> a real clown a Kim clone clown. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's the reasoning. Although, you know, the rate the ratings for her show, despite being on Friday night, are comparable to Dallas. I'm shocked. 
I thought it was a man's ode with children thing where it was just sort of like hobbling along, but there must be it's, people are into it. It's maybe a hundred K less than Dallas. Wow. So like Dallas is at eight hundred, they're maybe at seven hundred. Okay. On a Friday night. Um, yeah, I assumed that that was one of those like below deck things that I just yeah. never met somebody that watched it. But... Oh no, below deck is apparently like amazing ratings. I don't even know the numbers because I'm so. What is this world? No, it's the sh- straight people love below deck. Yeah, they um, love it. I don't know why. I don't have an explanation. <laughs> I can't help you with that. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about people coming back. Apparently, there's. Some news on Radar Online of someone coming back to Real Houses of Beverly Hills. The Maloof Hoof is trotting back. My, my boyfriend's favorite housewife. Is Maloof? Shot of, of all, just a, a shocker and a half, but there's something about the sort of like the tinsel of it all and the like hanging the wedding dress up. I, I, she's I, so like stone cold. She's so strange. There's almost something like... Peggy Salayan about her in the way that she like doesn't seem to be connecting with other people as human beings but I like I liked her fighting with Brandy I don't know what she's gonna stir up this year see Peggy like has emotions they're a little crazed and like don't match what she's responding to but like Maloof always struck me as someone who displayed no emotions dead inside yeah or like or or like would pretend to like she she would think of like how does a human react to the situation and then do that do you think she's still doing magic yeah i hope she's still doing magic with like the heir to the anheuser bush (laughs) tinsel in her hair doing magic with a cowboy hat dating some like 12 year old boy so Um, a, a production insider apparently told radar adrian is super excited to be returning to real houses of beverly hills it's unclear whether she'll rejoin as a full-time cast member or part-timer. She's definitely going to be back on the show. Still working out the details on the contract. Which I don't understand. Like, this is something that happens before filming. So I don't know if they're talking about the following season. Can or... you get bumped up mid-season if they think that you're compelling <laughs> enough that they'll just be like, give her, we'll give her a peach, like give her a diamond? But she, like, they've, they've gone on a few trips. And she wasn't in any of the group photos for the trips mm-hmm. on Instagram or anything. So I'm one like you need to be on a trip if you're if you're holding a, an item. You have to be on the main like yeah. the main trip is sort of a mandatory thing. Um, yeah, as Aviva Drescher learned. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Every day. Um, yeah, but I kind of I just can't see where she adds value. Yeah. I like guess who may- does she become friends with? Is Vanderpump is still on? I I would like somebody who is not a full time cast member to just throw like a dump a bucket of pig's blood on Vanderpump or something. I'm just well, so I think tired. maybe that is the purpose she would serve. Maybe she's being brought on to fight Vanderpump because they hate the dog, each other. Expose all the dog murder <laughs> that's happening at Vanderpump Ranch. Dog murders and also <laughs> being sued by like ten different dog. Charity organizations. Wait, are the dog charities suing Lisa Vanderpump? Yeah, they're all suing her. God bless. I usually don't bring it up because it's like kind of boring in terms of like a news item, but like it's happening multiple times. I feel at like this point. D- law school ruined both of our brains because <laughs> I think that's the most exciting thing in the entire world. But it's obviously like not not a lawsuit that's going to go anywhere. I want to read that complaint. I want to read the complaint. I think everybody should oh read my the God. complaint. Well, 
dig it up and report back to us. Let's <laughs> know. We'll do. Uh, so the last thing we have before we jump into the shows that air this week, Brendan, who sadly is is not with us tonight, and he fighting, fighting for gay rights. He's fighting for my rights. It's always he's either fighting for my rights or he's on a family yeah. vacation. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's fighting for your rights tonight. Thank you, Brendan. But last night he was fighting. I'm, this is not a good transition. He's fighting for the right to hang out with Snooki. Apparently, at Barracuda Bar last night, he ran into Oof. her. So he recorded a voice memo, like immediately following this encounter he had with Snooki. So let's take a listen. Subpeteros, homos, and everyone else on the spectrum. I just wanted to. Wish you all a happy spirit day. That's why I'm missing this week's broadcast. Um, thank you, P, for uh, for filling in. I just wanted to talk briefly about an encounter I had um, tonight. So I was at Barracuda, which if you do not live in New York, you may not know is just like a hole-in-the-wall gay bar in Chelsea. A dying neighborhood because all of the queer culture has moved from town. But and by culture, I mean gay bar. Um, I was sitting there with coworkers. We were greeting a new coworker who I love, actually. Um, and I see this man, and I recognize him, and I realize it's Snooky from um, uh, uh, Jersey Shore, Nicole Snooky Polizzi, her podcast partner. So, like, the um, the Dan to my Bren. Um and I was like, oh, that's like a weird sighting. So I was like, boop, 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 who cares? I internalized that. And then two minutes later, who do I see walk in the door? Nicole Snooky Polizzi. Um, I continue to freak out and try to do that thing where you like whisper to people you're with, like, it's Snooky. And like everyone starts like looking around. So I went to the bathroom to let them figure that out while I texted everyone from the bathroom that it was Snooky. And, Anyways, moral of the story is that she may have been kicked out, but let back in during the span of the night. I was, my back was facing her the entire night, so I don't know how it all went down, but she was there. She might still be there. It's 11.55 um, on this Tuesday night. Anyways, um, sorry I can't be there tonight. I just wanted to report back immediately so you get my raw feelings bye thank you Brennan for fighting for our rights and seeing Snooki's podcast co-host apparently I feel like that entire recording which was pretty long for me um, it asked more questions than it answered yeah what did Snooki do was she kicked out why I there, there are a lot of questions, but um, I'm glad that Brendan seemed like he was having a good time. Yeah. At Barracuda, which is cash only, so I don't like to attend. <gasps> oh my god, it is. I haven't maybe, been so long. And I have I, no idea. Snooki was probably kicked out for screaming that they accept a credit card. Yeah. I mean, that's so annoying in 2017. Get a life, Barracuda. <laughs> Get a life, Barracuda. Get a life, Brendan. Actually, you know what? I think... Boiler Room in New York City is also cash only, but it's not as offensive because there's the Bank of America right across the street. Mm-hmm. So no fees. And what you really go there for is the jukebox, which does accept credit cards. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, yeah. yeah. All right, so we are going to dive right in to Orange County. 
before we get to the, the specifics of this episode, I think it makes sense for us to check in with you on sure. your thoughts on the season thus far. I mean... Where uh, you are with this franchise. What a just... What a, a brown paper bag filled with dog shit set on fire of a season this is. I, I feel like the land has been scorched and uh-huh. we haven't planted the new seeds yet. Yeah, well, the thing is... So there was a, a, a bloody massacre, which was like Brooks faking cancer. That happened and it was thrilling to watch like all the bodies pile up. Yeah. But we can't clear, like we can't clear out and start afresh. We can't plant new seeds until Vicky's gone. Well, I We've got to drag her, we got to drag her off of this. I actually don't even think that, I think she could have recovered from that. If I she think, ever apologized ever. If she apologized life, for that. Ever. Then, but worse, she didn't apologize for that. And then had the Eddie Gaith claim and the Shannon uh, domestic violence claim. It's it's bizarre. It's it's bizarre that Tamara basically walked into that little sit down saying like, I'd like you to apologize for saying that my husband is a homosexual who's using me for an empty gym franchise. <laughs> and... Vicky just sort of shrugged her shoulders and couldn't even say sorry. It like she yeah. can't interact with human beings anymore, and so she's she's got to go. I don't know if you caught this week's Watch What Happens Live where when Vicky was on, who was with her? Because I think I actually did watch. It was Vicky and Rita Wilson. I watched. Yeah. yeah. So there was a point where Andy says, "Vicky, like you seem annoyed tonight," because like she didn't like the line of questioning or whatever. And I feel like that was very telling in terms of, like, it's over. It was also, I think there was something involved of Rita Wilson saying, like, I've had cancer and wouldn't really appreciate someone faking <laughs> it. And Vicky got very sort of like, wah, wah. Yeah. Like, there's, there's just no, there's no turning back. It's, it's that, it's like, there's a lot of conflict, but there's no through line. We need we need a Heather Dubrow. I think that's been yeah. said on this podcast before, and I support it. We need a Heather Dubrow. We need someone. We didn't to, know we needed her. We need someone to <laughs> give me context for like Peggy's existence. I feel like we're thrown into almost a spinoff of Peggy and Dico and Coco. Yeah, and Gia and Jua and Jin 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 Jin. It does like, feel like it does feel like who are these people and why am I spending so much time with every Gia Giovanni G? Like why am I spending so much time with them without any context for why I should care? It does feel like this is half. Don't be tardy. Yeah, the Peggy Dico show. <laughs> and then and then Peggy shows up with her hair looking a fright, <laughs> a fright. <laughs> And there's no sort of, no one, none of the housewives like her or know what to do with her. <laughs> yeah. None of them care that she's there. So why, yeah. like, why am I going to care? Yeah. M- Megan King Edmonds is three-fourths out the door. <laughs> well, you know what? She's barely been in the season. Yeah. And even though I'm, I don't love her, I actually appreciate when she's there because it seems like a stabilizing She gives force. good reaction faces. And I yeah. never would have thought that Megan King Edmonds would have been like a bright light that I could look to. But in this season, she's, she's all I got. Well, she's one of the few people who's like reacting to situations that a normal person would have that reaction. Yeah. Like that was like Heather's role before. And, and, and then there's Lydia. <sighs> Which, I mean... The LGBT community checked out episodes ago. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I have a, an operating theory, which I think I've, I've briefed you on a little bit, which is 
Nobody wants to be in the room with Vicky. Vicky doesn't want to be in the room with anybody. Oh, yeah, this theory, yes. Vicky, Vicky brought, somehow brought Lydia back to be, like, a, a friendly ally because Vicky needs as many allies as she's going to get. And as part of that deal with the devil, Lydia agreed that she was just going to gaslight Shannon and undercut Shannon and poke at the soft sort of, like, breakdown underbelly of Shannon. And I don't like watching it. Like, I, I know Shannon is having a breakdown, and that's, like, sad yeah. and thrilling, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to watch Lydia exploit it. Yeah, it's not very nice, and also, like, you have, you have nothing to do with this. Like, you're not part of Shannon's life. Yeah, and you're not part of any of Anyone's their life. lives, really. Like, there's no indication that she's kept in touch with anyone during her time yeah. off the show. And I didn't believe... I mean, there was some heavy Bible study in the first couple of episodes, and we haven't seen heads or tails of that. Yeah. I mean, I th- the problem is, I think we've... I mean, we talk about this all the time. When there's, a, when there's a Housewives franchise that's not going well, it's because they're not all actually friends. Yeah. That's why Atlanta and New York is always great. Mm-hmm. It's because they are actually friends. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills has been, like, falling. Yeah, Beverly Hills can, like, pretend all they want, but they, like, are treating this as a Hollywood show that they're going to film. It's also why I'm sort of compelled by Jersey again for the first time oh, yeah. in so long, is I feel like they have a reason to be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And none of the women in the OC have a reason to be in the same room. Only... Tamara and Shannon have the reason to be in the same room. Yeah, and I feel like Tamara is a little sort of... She likes Shannon, and she wants Shannon to be well, but she's not gonna She's not gonna go to yeah. bat for Shannon. She's not gonna defend Shannon. Yeah. Well, I also think Tamara has run her course a little bit, Yeah. Too. I think she's, like, run out of storylines. I mean, give me, give me a Gina Keogh, give me a Lori Waring Peterson. Like, you gotta do what Atlanta did and get rid of Vicky and then bring back an OG. And the yeah. only ones that make sense yeah. are Lori or... Or Gina, really. And Gretchen. it really has to be Gina. Oh, God. Gretchen, I do think... Gretchen could come back. Gretchen's like a professional. Yeah. I think Gina could be lazy. She could come back and just, like, let things happen around her. Gretchen will come back and, like, all right, girls, like, what's our storyline this season? <laughs> I, want, I want Gina and Tamara to try to be friends again and then to have it fall apart by the end of yeah. the season. Yeah. So this episode in particular... There's almost... They're they're going to Iceland for uh, well that was for Nobleman magazine Nobleman that was one of the craziest trip announcements. I mean, at least the Megan King Edmonds like they pretended. Can you? They had a reason. To can go you think f- of a less artificial trip announcement than that <laughs> for this make believe magazine? <laughs> make believe magazine to go to Iceland for a men's magazine for a review. As so she that, said, <laughs> so that Lydia McLaughlin can review <laughs> the country, a, a nation. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't think of one. Uh, this episode also actually had a lot of flashbacks to Vicky in the past screaming at people. Oh yeah, I love that. Which Alex, while we were watching, brought up signals like. This is kind of like a this, farewell. This is like a farewell montage. Yeah. Uh, and then she's at the doctor asking him if you can die from a broken heart. Like as if someone wrote this line for her. Um, there was also, I will say, and I, I love her and support her. 
flashbacks of Shannon are real hard. It's hard yeah. to see flashbacks of, of Shannon only because I think she looks perfectly great yeah. as is, but I know that she is like hating v- it, hating it, and so being forced to see flashbacks of it's herself, very mean. It feels me. All of it with Shannon feels mean. All of the like. Everybody eating potato chips, like Shannon Bedore chasing around every sort of like waiter at a party and talking about that they're serving fried food. Like yeah, she shows her, up to the, the Mystic Michaela party. Watching her berate the catering staff, sort of like guilted by the food at every party is rough. It's not fun. It's not fun. You know, I had a thought in my head driving to work this morning. Okay. That... I'm in. That... Uh, Shannon, like the whole Shannon and David thing is like Shannon, uh, David like grew tired of all this because she's just annoying. Yeah. So like he had his his affair. She's still annoying. Mm -hmm. They made up. Then she reacts to like all of this by gaining some weight, which gives him like an additional reason to just like to not dislike her or like engage with her less. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, even if she were to lose the weight, he would still find her annoying. Yes. So, uh, that is 100% right. So it's a losing battle. Like, so just leave him, be happy with your weight, and move on. But that, the, the, you are, first of all, before I say anything, you are absolutely correct. But we're, like, we also know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, she will never leave. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have enough agency to leave despite despite like obviously like really hating her and cheating on her a bunch he doesn't seem like he is taking active steps to get out he doesn't really so care where do we, like where do we go from here yeah we're just trapped in misery like he's the one who needs to do it because she will never and like he doesn't care enough to like, he'd be happy just, like, cheating on her some more. And I feel bad for Haim, who is living <laughs> with... Haim is living with her, starting their girl group, and, like, they're living in misery. I think Shannon's best bet is, what is it, four or five years from now, when the Haim girls are off either... When Haim's at college. Making it big or at college. <laughs> she's just like, fuck, like, now what? Yeah. And then leaves him. That's our, that's our only... That's our only recourse at this point. Yeah. So that's upsetting. I mean, but, the whole the whole show is so upsetting at this. But I will what I will say about the episode particularly, mm-hmm. there is absolutely no way that Peggy does not know that David cheated on Shannon. Oh yeah. Even if she was given a Cliff's Notes version, like the Cliff's Notes involves Shannon lying on the grave that says yeah. here lies <laughs> Shannon and there's a caption like David cheated on Shannon. There's no way she didn't know and she asked that question for a purpose, whether she did it or whether a producer told her to do it. Yeah. Like that was gross. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mystic Michaela, the poor man's. Uh, what's her face? Alison Dubois. Alison Dubois. I uh, couldn't couldn't wrap my head around her face. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just like Alison Dubois to like a less degree in every way. It's almost if, like facially, spiritually. If like Alison <laughs> Dubois didn't even get a chance to puff on the electronic cigarette before everybody else started screaming at each other, like yeah. Mystic Michaela, I think went in to stir some stuff up, and she's really upset that she didn't quite get there. Well, it also didn't make any sense that this event was happening because, like, four, six, 
two thirds of this cast like are super Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're not going to want to listen to a word she has to say. It's just pretty much Shannon and Megan who are into it. Yeah, and that's another reason why we need Heather Dubrow, actually, is just yeah. someone else to say, like, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's weird to watch. Did she even give a reading? I think she just talked about ores and color, colors. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't, like, any, I know when you'll die and how you're going to die. <laughs> I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about my aura on the train mm. ride home. The one last thing. Tamara trying to concoct a storyline for herself. This was terrible when she's sitting down with shannon talking about how sydney just texted her inviting her to the graduation which we have since learned sydney specifically said please I don't, don't want put pictures this on the show i don't want social media i don't want on the show and she's filming it on for the show there uh, I, I, I don't like going this this deep tamra barney's a bad mother it's yeah, it's too bad. There's, I don't think there's any other sort of way around it. it. It's hard to imagine the the scenario where Sydney's making up the reasoning after the fact. Yeah, like saying, at, like she can't, like she they fought for some other reason, and now her saying, "I didn't want you to take photos. I didn't want you to put this on the show." Well, it seems pretty obvious that the source of their conflict is no longer Simon Barney. It's yeah. the fact that Tamara's on the show and she's just saying, like, can you please not mention me? And yeah. Maybe we can have a relationship off of it. And the one thing for Tamara to scrounge up to get a storyline has to be this. Like, she can't train for another fitness competition. She can't, <laughs> she can't switch religion. She can't do whatever <laughs> stunt she normally does. Like, it, it's a little rough. Yeah, that was messed up. I... That's why I think she's run her course. This the show is is joyless. I know what like what are we coming here for? Why yeah. The riveting the riveting parts are Shannon, but it's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing there, I mean, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but Leanne is is very dark at points, but Leanne lightens it up and there's no way like you are excited while you're spending time with Leanne. Yeah. There's nobody there that I'm looking forward to spending time with. There's no with. excitement. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Well, let's hop on a plane and head down to Dallas. Oh, please. <laughs> please. I've been spending so much time at the Roundup with Mark Duber. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Mark, I think one of the first scenes, we're back from Mexico, first of all. Yep. Carrie's sitting with Mark, and her version of what transpired that she's telling Mark is Leanne said you go to bars and have guys hit on you. Yeah. She really... Uh, I couldn't wrap my head around the game plan here. I think she... I don't know if she like yada yada the, the good part of it. I don't know if if maybe she thought it wasn't going to be on camera or if she thought that or she Mark was just embarrassed. handle the truth or was... Yeah. But um, I couldn't figure out the motive for not just going into exactly word for word what was said. Yeah, because like he's going to hear it eventually. Yeah. And he'll they're be trotted that, out on the reunion. They're putting that on TV, for sure. Um, Carrie, actually, all of the all of the women on Dallas I have really complicated relationships with because I love all of them. Yeah. But also, none of them are like great people. They're just so wonderful to watch right now. So great to watch. Yeah. I'm trying to... I, I, all six of them are stars, 
but there's not one that I want to go hang out with. I do. I Stephanie, maybe. Yeah, she's like the least problematic. She's the least problematic. She's also the least like cerebral. If we're giving standardized no, tests but she, all of them. but she actually has like I feel like she is self conscious when she's in the group setting. But in the confessionals, she says, like, some of the funnier things, Yeah, I think. I just can't figure out how smart she is. Yeah. But well, she's not, like, pretend, like, she's not doing the Cameron, I'm blonde, but you don't know what's going on in this Elle Woods mind. Cameron always sounds like she's chewing on her hair <laughs> while she's talking. Like, she's got a mouthful of her own hair. I love her so much. <laughs> I mean, she went to, she got her, uh, she started the process for her sparkle pink dog food. Sparkle Pink Junk Food. Uh, I think the reviews are in, actually, for Sparkle Pink Delicious? Dog food. What did the dogs have to say? No, I think she's getting dragged on Amazon. She's getting dragged to the depths? Yes. For what? Uh, I'll find it while we continue to talk. But uh, Sure. We have Brandy planning Brandyland. Brandy's winter annual Winter Wonderland party with her problematic redhead husband. Who apparently likes to like shed the clothes for these parties. There were a few pictures where he was shirtless and surprisingly had at least a body a few years ago. Yeah, I'm wondering how um, how far in the rear view mirror that is. <laughs> but I mean, it looked pretty good while it was there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, happier times. Happier times. And it's a white, uh, Kyle Richards style white party that Brandy is throwing at yeah. us every year during the holidays. Which I believe was getting was being hosted in a a commerce center. That sounds right. <laughs> some sort of like some sort of hall where you'll have like a, a wedding reception maybe. Or also a wedding reception or a city council meeting. Or both. <laughs> Wait, um, okay. I have there's, there's many reviews like this, but I'm going to review uh, I'm gonna read please, one. Please do. Please do. So Lauren writes, back September 2017. So I'm not sure if Dallas had premiered at that point. Maybe it was like the first episode. Uh, so the title of the review is Careful of the Pink Stains. My dog accidentally ate this when we were visiting a friend and her pup. I'm not sure if my dog is allergic to the artificial color additives or if it just wasn't good for his system, but he threw it up. All over a beige couch. The couch is now stained an awful pale pink color because of the dye my friend wants me to pay for a new couch. <laughs> this product is absurd and unnecessary. This has got to be a troll. <laughs> Can the- <laughs> this sounds like a fan fiction. <laughs> there, there has to be, like, this has to be deliberate. <laughs> well, it's, it's not a verified purchase. Okay. You know, Amazon. <laughs> Review. Okay. I, <laughs> so I, I still know. have I still have hope that it's. Are you going to feed it to your new dog? Absolutely uh, not. Bean bags. Absolutely not. <laughs> Come bean on. Bag, bean bag will not be eating Cameron's food. Please, get <laughs> no. to support Sparkle Dog. No. Uh, okay. So okay, we also have Deandra sitting down with D again. We're back. Thank God for another business meeting. So no allergies in. I know that you. <laughs> I know that this is a, a Food Network home. Zach and I have been watching a lot of, like, this weird show on food, like, this Halloween baking challenge where they have to sculpt, like, sort of um, people and monsters out of, like, pumpkins and cake. Yeah. 
So D looks exactly to me like these characters that they build out of like fondant icing and they spray paint. Their like a Dia Los Muertos. Dia de Los Muertos <laughs> mask on. Yeah. I mean, her makeup is just a, a treat for the senses. Someone tweeted to the Come Through Queen account okay. of a side by side of D. And do you remember. Uh, what's her face? The one who. The one who won season one of All Stars of Drag Race. What's her What's her name? Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. With a short, choppy haircut. No, with the, the presidential ball. Oh, when he was Mamie Eisenhower? Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it in my head and I like yeah. it. Um, but Dee is a treat. Yeah. Just a treat. I love... Dee's like the best mom since Mama Elsa, I would and say. And since Marge Sr. Ma- well, Marge Sr. still has time. But she'll get there. She'll get there, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so, Leanne is running herself ragged. She went to this Mexico trip straight off of... Straight off of her surgery. And, and she has... She's discovered that she has a, a flesh-eating bacteria... Um, that is causing divots in her breasts. Uh, so I, I want to imagine this is because she went to Mexico. I think that's right. I will. So there are two, there are two options. One is that it was caused by the fact that she went to Mexico and dug around in the sand. Yeah. And the other option is, is she shouldn't have been going to that doctor for surgery to begin with, which means that Carrie Carrie, was right. Carrie was right. (laughs) So either way, it doesn't look great for Leanne. She inflicted it on herself. Um, So it's hard to round up sympathy for her, but yeah, she uh, flesh eating bacteria, but she's, she's getting an IV shipped to her house, which is something that, that Vicky claimed Brooks had, but Never happened. Was the IV for the flesh-eating bacteria, or was that purely just for a hangover? I think it was to get give her the adrenaline to go to Brandyland, despite the fact that she couldn't drink because of the antibiotics. Okay, <laughs> I just I couldn't figure out why the IV was was happening. Yeah, I think she was just like she needed some electrolytes that a Gatorade could not provide sure. in order to. To just pull herself together to go to this party. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and so then she does... Is there anything else that that happens before she does go to the party? They all end mm, up... No, not really. Uh, well, we, we learn before we get to the party that the, the rumor around town now is Carrie said to Leanne that she can't be friends with Steph and Brandy because of their behavior. Yeah. Which, like... When, and they show the clip... She says it very, like, offhandedly. Yeah. Like, I can't be friends with these... It wasn't like, I will not be friends with these people from this day forward. It was more yeah. just like, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, it was a very sort of, like, offhanded Bethany makes it all the time comment about, like, I can't do this. What are these people doing? I yeah. can't be friends with them. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a definitive... And then the way Brandy says it, she's like, you said you'll never be friends with me. I want all the viewers at home, I want all the listeners at home to realize that when Dan thinks about Brandy, his eyes, eyelids get very heavy. Well, that's what she does. Very heavy. You're, I don't think your voice can go full baby. Yeah, no, no. But your, your eyelids get so heavy because it's hard for Brandy to keep them open. <laughs> that's how she looks when she's yeah. saying it. 
And Brandy is like, she's offended. She's really offended about this thing that this like, statement. Leanne is obviously line produ- like Leanne's producing. Yeah, the show. Yeah, which is great, and it's good that Brandy is dumb enough that she'll get worked up about it. Yeah, um, and then it leads to the conflict, uh, the conflict of the ages. Really, well, we're now at. Brandyland. We're at Brandyland. Sadly, one cast member is not with us. She's in Croatia. Yeah. However, we do have D Simmons one thousand. <laughs> D. Well, Deandra, she's like what? In, there's some sort of deep sea algae that she thinks is going to cure your wrinkles or something. So she goes off to Croatia to film that, and then we get we get D Simmons one thousand. Uh, yeah. It's an. It's like an iPad taped to. A motorized scooter yeah. that she somehow controls across international waters. Sure. And uh, there's not really a lot of context as to why she can't just not be at Brandyland. Like, why does she feel the need to... Go to Croatia? No, be, like, re- remotely there via robot. Oh, well, I think she's, like... Le- Leanne probably was like, listen, listen, Deandra. You cannot miss one scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, Leanne fucking went to Mexico. She's getting IVs to go to this party. Wait. So Deandra's like, okay, I'll, I'll make a robot. You saw who was also there is Tiffany from season one, which the show is intent on not acknowledging that she exists. And she keeps wandering into shots. And it's almost like there's a PA that's pulling her out of the frame and she'll wander in. Then she's pulled out. It was bizarre just the to hair see extensions. her. Oh, oh God. Oh, heavens. Um, yeah, but she was there following, following Leanne around. Well, Hope. yeah, because she didn't have Deandra with her, so she had to bring Tiffany. Hoping to get a CGI star. <laughs> It's not. I don't think it's, it's in the cards. It's not in the cards. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So her. we have the we we leave the main party room and go downstairs to a little seated area. Yeah, and Liam brings out the note cards, which is something we've never seen before. Astounding. She. I mean, like, Deandra's the matriarch in one regard because I think like she. The two of them are both around the same age, and Deandra's probably more sensible, and like the, the other girls probably respect her. Yeah. But Leanne's running the show. Oh, God. She, and is she ever? She, like, to bring out those note cards and then just to go in on Carrie. And then we have, and like, it's so masterful. Leanne doesn't have to say it. Brandy's the one who says, You were the nanny. Yeah. To Carrie. And I also couldn't make, I, I, so it felt like I was supposed to be treating this as like a big bomb that was being dropped, but did you care? No, I didn't care. Oh, she is that, like, is there a meaningful difference between being the nurse, the, or the, the nurse nanny? slash nanny or just the nurse? Like, yeah. or just a, a part-time babysitter? I couldn't. I think like in their minds, they're, pick, they're painting it as like the young, like nanny that the dad seduces or something, but like they knew each other from working in the office. So she's, the fact that she's a nanny doesn't make that much of a difference. And she was definitely adult. Like she was an adult yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing though, that was interesting was the fight over Carrie supporting Cameron since she's the only ally at mm-hmm. the table saying how like the dildo could be viewed as 
obnoxious or offensive. They flipped out about and, that. And then the other girl saying, you're always naked. Like, you're taking pictures with Mark naked. You're in your bikini naked. And she's like, my body's a temple. The only, like... <laughs> That's the thing is I re- I want to like Carrie so much and then as soon as I'm really on board with yeah. Carrie that her body Some, her body is a temple that given was crazy. to her by God. Yeah. Like why no don't like stop getting in your own way. So Leanne loses her shit. Oh. Starts screaming at Carrie, throws the glass. Tiffany's laughing hysterically, which I did appreciate from her. First, screaming in Carrie's face, Carrie says, your breath smells. And Leanne says, I hope it smells like dog shit and you have to lick it up. Which, uh, Leanne is terrifying. Quick side note. Carrie used a screenshot from this fight of Leanne screaming in Carrie's face for Carrie's spirit day promotional tweet saying <laughs> like be strong in front of bullies and it's like Leanne spitting and Carrie's face. she's got like a purple sheet she, over she's appropriating spirit day for Real Houses of Dallas promo and Leanne the charity queen who I'm sure thinks that she's a spokesperson for the LGBT community is probably real upset Icon. about that and then Cameron finally had the line that will bring her back for next season saying <laughs> This is why you have plastic. This is why you have plastic. <laughs> Which, like, God bless Cameron having the presence of mind to do, like, a, a callback to an earlier oh, scene. That was Italian chef goes. Yeah. Wonderful. I did, like, Stephanie's first reaction was just to scream, woo, Jesus, help me. Like, <laughs> which seemed like a very genuine reaction, which yeah. I, I loved. So, um, this is obviously a wonderful season of Dallas. Next, what are we doing next week in Dallas? We have one more, we have an episode, and then I think the finale is after that. Oh my god, I think we only have two more episodes. You're right about these sort of like abbreviated seasons. Bam, 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 bam. Just good stuff all around. So let's take a quick break before we get to New Jersey, and then we will jump in with Marge and everyone else. Thank you, Marge. (laughs) Okay, we're back. It's time for Jersey. It's time. How do you feel about this grand return? I'm, I haven't loved New Jersey since before the Twins. Yeah, since that was the last great season. Um, this, this has the potential to be some real good stuff. Yeah. All, like all around real good stuff. For sure. And I'm, I'm just happy to like it again. And I still like... The the cracks are still there, sort of like... I still don't like Teresa's existence. I still feel like Teresa and Melissa having some sort of pact to never go against each other is troubling. Although the previews for next week are interesting. Uh, And it seems like Teresa's really annoyed that Melissa doesn't want to be a waitress at a pizzeria. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about the pizzeria in a moment. So where do you land with everyone else outside of the Judy Che Gorga family what you are what you guys said last week and uh, like is is actually i thought really smart and i didn't think of it this way as like siggy is a new kind of villain this season Mm -hmm. that we have not encountered before and i'm so happy i'm so happy that there is like a new dynamic of siggy being like definitely being the enemy of all of it and it's not like this is 
maybe she's like performing parts of her personality that were there last yeah. season or like leaning too hard into herself or whatever, but I don't care. I'm happy yeah. it's there. Um, as long as it's not Judice Gorga, like I hate you, you yeah. hate me, sprinkle cookies, fine. And as long as it's not like some sort of longstanding Lorita Manzo, <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's fresh again somehow. Dolores, I, I think is more interesting this season than last season when she wasn't like really sort of leaning in. And I know yeah. Brendan has a, 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 a deep love, <laughs> a, I think sexual fetish. Yes. Um, but Margaret, great. Just Seamless great. new Just character. great. And Danielle, I'm, I'm happy. I never would have thought I'm happy to have back. I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see all of it, and I'm excited that it's there, and I can't tell if it's just because... No, it can't be because I'm loving Dallas. Yeah. So this can't just be in comparison. Like, I'm just happy to be here. It feels Again. like Danielle has been, like, locked up in the library for weeks studying, like, <laughs> how to act on this show. How how to mimic human <laughs> behaviors more convincingly. Yeah. Uh, so... We had the first two episodes down in Boca. This is the first episode actually in New Jersey besides like Teresa and no, everything. Old, old Nona's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. So we start with Marge planning her party for her cosmetic bags. I couldn't figure out what exactly. So I remember Siggy saying like we've got a, a Macbeth bag. Is that the this line of cosmetic bags is a, a Macbeth line of margaret joseph's products so today was actually the first day i went to it there it, there's a website you were shopping at margaretjosephs.com it was macbeth i don't know the exact dot com but if you google macbeth by margaret joseph's you'll land there but it's macbeth by margaret joseph's okay we got cosmetic bags we got iphone tchotchkes we've got sweatpants we've got sweaters we've got tea slash tanks all women... Did um, anything strike your fancy? And all, more as a gift. Yeah. yeah. I, well, th- the tech stuff was iPhone cases, iPhone 6 Plus. So we're two generations behind at this point. <laughs> the only tech item that you could get if you were currently up to date with everything was a headphone, a headphone, like, stick in your ears, and then it rolls into a leopard compact case curious yeah um and the little bags and one of and they say like beach please which i thought was cute okay (laughs) so that's a possibility yeah i think she's she's doing it in a way that the other girls try to do it and never execute we don't really we don't have a businesswoman in new jersey or we have envy we well, uh, exactly. I, I mean, we, we've got we've people got stealing some, in the middle of the night. We've got some attempts, but we don't have somebody who's actually sort of like yeah. running things on any sort of level. So I'm, if Margaret can step up to the plate and really, yeah. get she it is the Bethany of ship shape. <laughs> maybe this will be a thing. Why make Beth? That I haven't figured out yet. She's a Shakespeare yeah, queen. She's a Shakespearean, <laughs> and she seems really like a, a sort of. A, well, have you seen her library? That room where the girls are treated to during the party? Oh, God. Well, I am going to have nightmares about Margaret Joseph's front door for the rest of my life. The rest of my life. 
I mean, to jump ahead a little bit, the, the whole house seemed like ten different styles. Oh, yeah. Like, she couldn't make up her mind. Where, like, where were we? Where were we in time and space? Like, where is this located? Like, the kitchen looked early 90s. Like, nothing else in the whole house. And there's a a sort of, like, horror movie element (laughs) to the big windows and the woods. Yeah. But there's also a little, like, Teresa... About the oversizedness of it all. The foyer. Yeah, it's very strange. But no matter what she does, I love Margaret. <laughs> I love I what maybe I'll end up hating Margaret, but it's, I'm I'm yeah. happy that she's here. And Even if she's gross, I'm happy I'm happy that she's here. My hope and my dream is that Margaret might be the most woke New Jersey housewife. Wow, what is your evidence for this? Well we have Twitter. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, okay, so, Danielle Staub, longtime LGBTQ activist. Sure. From back when she from was originally on the show. Yeah, from back when Joe Judice was making negative comments. She's had some missteps throughout the years. Probably, but probably still, uh, probably didn't vote for Trump, at least. Uh, well, I don't know if she's allowed to vote after that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, like, sort of convictions that are... No, I don't know. No, just arrest. Just arrest. Arrested. Yep. Name change arrested. Pay attention. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, but I think Margaret might be a woke queen, so... Okay. I'm hoping so. I mean, I could dive on board with, with Margaret. I'm, I, all I want to see is the housewives putting in work, and Margaret is working. Yeah. She's treating this like a job. So we have the Frankie storyline continuing. Oh. So he has a college tutor. So they go through the effort of paying someone to have him take the SATs. I'm, that's what I'm guessing, right? Is but, the, so this is what I don't understand. If the college tutor is still in the, in, in the, the picture, picture, I would imagine she's also involved in the application process. She would be, I'm assuming, at this point, fixing up his... Essay? Because when do you take the SATs? Do you take it junior year or senior year? Fall senior year? Fall senior year sounds right, but I might get be mixing it up with the LSATs. I think it's fall senior year. And, and I think we're in winter now. Yeah. Your PSATs are sophomore year, and then your SATs, I think, are senior year. You get, like, sometimes, either, like, second semester junior year or by the end of first semester senior year, I yeah. think. So the fact that she's still in the picture makes this seem like a little concocted storyline. Yeah. I mean, she, I, I don't understand how he's not filling out any college app. Like no one's stepping in here. No one's noticing. Also, we know that he got into a college. As per Brendan's cousin, who is dining with him in the cafeteria. We've got firsthand knowledge that he's enrolled in school so don't worry guys yeah, if you're watching this we're we're gonna <laughs> Frankie's straight okay. to the end of that storyline frankie's fine so tree's dad who for some reason i can't ever remember his name no no well no no is like grandpa uh <laughs> who can ever be sure yeah. like antonio or <laughs> no, i think it's antonia is named after her grandmother the one who uh, died yeah but anyway He's moving into the house, which I yeah. think makes sense. Yeah. To have him there with Joe gone. 
He seems a little too emotional to be on his own. So he needs to be around people. And I, as I've said on record, don't care anything about any of the the Gorgas or the Judiches, like the the lot of them. But I I think that man deserves to be around some uh, family. So he's moving in to just like spend some time with the kids. And they're moving the furniture in. And he's helping carrying of it, carrying it into the house. Seems he looks like he's like about to drop it any second. I, you remember, like at the baptism, when Joe, like Joe, is scre- Joe and his father are screaming at each other. There was all of this, like his heart can't take You're it. My he's gonna collapse. <laughs> like he's too ill, but he's, I guess, he's too sick to scream at his son. But he's well enough for some heavy, heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. Um... But it's good to see Joey, Gorga, and Melissa in on the process. Sure. So Danielle and Marge visiting Envy. Um, I love Danielle sauntering in. She loves a boutique. She loves a strip mall <laughs> boutique in Jersey. And and Envy is the new place for her since she's probably not welcome in Posh anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's where they have... Marge call Siggy on speakerphone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Siggy is invited to, to Marge's party and she has to decline. Respectfully. Respectfully decline. decline. <laughs> she can't do it. She feels like it would be false to walk in there after what happened in Boca. What? After the every, terrible thing. Everything <laughs> that went down in Boca, which from what I understand was a cake and being called soggy. And a salty crab cake. A salt. So- I like a salty crab cake. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I love a salt. But yeah. you know what? Side note, I, I don't know if it's uh, Siggy's Watch What Happens Live appearance or her blog, but apparently she said Sex Z Chef was a 17-year-old chef. I don't think Sex Z was 17 years I'm old. I'm concerned. Wasn't he bearded? I'm concerned <laughs> in that man was not in no way, in no world. Maybe like 17 dog years. I don't know what hormones are in the milk in Florida, but that man was not 17. We all know from Frankie Grande, who also grew up in Boca, we know that sometimes ages in Boca can be like murky things. Yeah. Okay, so we have Joey Gorga surprise bitching Melissa with Gorga pasta. That was rough. So this is a new manufactured Gorga plotline. Yep. Because it's not like he bought this empty space and is saying, let's build this restaurant, we're going to get it off the ground. It's a restaurant that exists. It's staffed, it's operating, it has a menu, it like, all the pieces are in place. In fact, I am not even sure he put money into it. I could picture them just taking his name, him becoming a partner, and then him getting profits from that. Full Trump style, like he's licensing his name and There's not actually to... like really putting in the capital for it. I, 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 don't... I never thought of it that way, but you're exactly right. Like he's slapping his name on there yeah. to bring in business, and he is not sort of like doing any of the... Investing like, a dime or doing a, any of the yeah, work. That's so right. like the whole preview of like Melissa saying, I'm not going to be a waitress, like... No one's asking you to. I did not even think about the fact that he is Trump hoteling this Gorka pasta. He totally is. They just took what they were currently making and adding, like, Gabriella's name to the salad and Melania's to the pasta. The ravioli looked nice, <laughs> I thought. I think we should do a 
a venture out there. If, if, it's I still mean, exists, do we know what town in Jersey? I'm it, like it's all sort of North Jersey. It's all like a, a scary bus right away. I, but we got the car. Just yeah, a few blocks away. What luxury we can just? <laughs> it's a twenty minute ride, probably. No, I would say it's probably like not like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, nothing crazy. Depending on traffic in the tunnel. Depending on traffic in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, God, I'm, I'm more than willing to, yeah. to eat, some, eat some pasta. Some burger pasta. You'll get the Melania dish, whatever and it is. <laughs> go to the skeleton where Envy once stood and then have a, a second meal at the Cheesecake Factory in the mall, which is where I really wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tree's big moment this episode was her lawyer, James, who is now like, pretty much a regular at this point <laughs> taking her to the book meeting i so i i, I want to ask a, a real a, a real question which is are she and her lawyer having sex so i think they teased in the preview the interaction with the lifeguard as like what they're talking about with her seeing another guy mm-hmm. i used to think she and the lawyer had something going on mm-hmm. But there's this younger guy. We said this on one episode, so you might not have caught it. That there's this younger guy that's friends with Joey Gorga that she has been pictured with many times on Instagram. Maybe only one time, just the two of them. But maybe 10 group photos where the two of them are always next to each other. So she's doing a Camille Grammer sort of like, I'm dating a younger, hot guy now after my divorce thing. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's why I don't think, I think the, I think James, the attorney, wants more from this relationship, but she doesn't. I, I back to the, the book meeting, what I will say is I think one of the, the main sort of like deceptions of this show that it keeps doing season after season is trying to tell me that Teresa's literate. <laughs> she's not literate. She can't read or write. Well, she's at least narrating the book, but I don't even believe we're going that far. That's phonetic. Like, she, <laughs> she, she doesn't know how to take letters and form them into words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that book meeting was interesting, but... What they were asking of her is what ended up coming to fruition with her, like, saying, now I see... Talking shit about her husband. Yeah, what he did and everything, so... Okay, I think now we're finally at Marge's party. Yeah. And we're, we're, we first meet Jody, the fan, who is the one who brought Margaret into the uh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jody's back. Jody's back. as like... Not really a friend of, but a friend of. Like we know she's a friend of, but I don't think the gen- like she's very faceless. <laughs> and at the same time that we're getting, at the same time that we're being introduced to Margaret's party, we're also seeing that there is a a separate sleepover going on of Dolores and Sig um, to wear matching pajamas and pigtails, pigtails and some sort of karmic, like, fuck you to Margaret. It's a statement of some and, sort. And put on charcoal masks. Yeah. And dance around. Very excited about their charcoal masks. Really into like, it. I'm too proud of Was it. Was it the first time <laughs> that they'd done it? They seem super into it. Um, but tell me what you, tell me what you thought about Margaret's party. First of all, Jan Josephs showed up. Margaret's ex-husband. Why? Okay, why is she... So she's going in a, like a Luann way. She's going by her first husband's last name. 
even though she's been married a second time. So I'm wondering if Macbeth by Margaret Josephs was such a success. Where? In what, in what <laughs> land? That for her to change to Margaret Bonino would have been a hit to the brand. God, I feel like it would have helped on the Housewives, though. Yeah, Margaret, Margaret, Margaret Benino, Benino. to me, is more compelling than Margaret Josephs. But, yeah, I, meeting Jan, Jan Josephs, <laughs> Jan, 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 Jan Josephs, um, that was interesting. They're still friends. I know, I wasn't expecting to see him, specifically at this event, of all things. Oh, she didn't, she talked about in the first episode that she cheated on him mm. with the contractor, so he Joe uh, Benino. Yeah, yes. he got he got over that pretty quick. Yeah, uh, we have Marge Senior welcoming the Gorgas into the home. Beautiful crone, Marge Senior. And then, as the girls are talking, Danielle appears out of nowhere, just like pops up, yeah. <laughs> poking her head, just crawls right out of a storm drain, and she's there. She's and right. we and we have her then boyfriend, now fiance, like I forgot behind that she's engaged twenty times. 20, oh no, oh no, I guess she was engaged 20 times at that point. Because they said, because that's when uh, Melissa Gore said 20 times. Is that in the pre, that's in the preview for the season. But that happened uh, when they were on the beach doing the memorial service and the yoga. Why didn't I, why didn't I remember that? I think I was too, ca- I was really caught off guard. On the, the memorial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I had to like take a walk outside to really unpack what was happening there. So I might have missed that. Yeah. So... All the girls get there. They retire to the library to talk about Siggy and Dolores. To text, to like draft a text message for Siggy. Yeah. On that lime green couch. Yeah. Which. It's no, it's no sort of like Berkshire's, it's no Berkshire's like Dorinda statement couch. I'll tell you that. See like Dorinda, people like deride Dorinda and the way she decorates Bluestone Manor. I think it's got charm. I agree. I completely agree. And I think this wants to have charm like that, but misses a few marks. Yeah. It's like a store that's poorly put together. I want, like, Dorinda to take Margaret under her wing. And I feel like she will. Mm. I think we're going to get a Dorinda-Margaret Watch What Happens Live. Actually, I think that would be great. Yeah. I never... I hadn't thought about it, but you're, you're right. Yeah, that would be... A beautiful moment. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they text, whatever. And then the aftermath is Siggy agrees to meet with Margaret. Yeah. At the most rundown diner. That was just a straight up sort of like a TikTok, a side, TikTok. side of the road sort of a thing. I mean, if you're coming, for how, if you're coming to Housewives for Glamour, fast forward through this scene. We're having... Cheese fries. We're having cheese fries on one end, and we're having an omelet with like ham, 20 che- items. ham cheese and avocado. <laughs> why? Why do I remember this? Oh, um, but yeah, we're having a strange array of items. We're having a tea and a coffee. The cheese fries looked as though it was taken from a display of items that show what's available at the diner, like a cheese fries, like yeah. that's meant to sit there for a year. And when they serve it to Siggy. When you go to Koreatown and it has the food that's in the yes. window, but it's made out of plastic, so it permanently stays that way, that's what the cheese fries look like. That's right. I was disgusted. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but I was, I mean, sometimes after Orange County or after Beverly Hills, it's nice to see a housewife eat. Yeah. Or oh, order food, like admit oh to my. nourishing herself. I mean, this was, I mean, it was one thing to order food, but they just Cheese fries. did not give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, like, the whole exchange back and forth really took us for a trip. They wanted to kill each other. Siggy starts crying. Margaret feels bad about it. They somehow are able to make up through that. Do I think you may have talked about this and I, I like previously, but I went. Do you get a Kim Granatel vibe off of Margaret, as if Margaret like maybe <laughs> a distant cousin? Yeah, or someone who like skin skinned Kim and is like wearing her skin around. There's something that feels um, the the sort of interplay between like a like old woman and little girl that is like the pigtails of it all. <laughs> I see is what you're saying. Kim, Kim always felt like a little girl and also at the same time, like an elder 80 year old. <laughs> and that's the feeling an elder Margaret, that I, I really like. I think it's the dream realized. It's yeah. Margaret pulls it off where Kim was never able to. Kim also, Kim wanted it too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we, amidst this fight, while Margaret's making fun of Siggy, she says, it's funny. I'm like, the, I'm Joan Rivers. I'm Joan Rivers. And she's like, you're no Joan Rivers. And, and Margaret's like, no, we're friends. And then they show a picture. Pictures. When they showed the picture of Margaret Joseph's arm in arm with Joan Rivers, I like nearly hit the ceiling. I was floored. <laughs> um, and also, I, I, I mean, Siggy pushed back that Siggy was the Joan Rivers of it all. Well, Siggy also lied and said she's met Joan Rivers two or three times and then admitted on Watch Time is Alive that she's never met Joan Rivers. I did not see that. <laughs> um, but it makes sense. Yeah. I'm surprised Siggy didn't just say like, I'm Jewish and you're not and therefore I'm more <laughs> um, Although with Margaret Josephs, I don't really know where she lies. Yeah, on the with, of... um, with like Margaret Senior, Jan Josephs. Yeah. Where does it all... Wow. The whole Gentile or Jew spectrum of it all. Yeah. Um, but at the end, like, can be sure. she begrudgingly forgives Margaret. See? Um, I don't think that's going to last too no. long. No. Well, they're, Margaret's still blocked on Twitter, according to... Margaret's still blocked on Twitter, and it's somehow going to, to spread into... I, I find it hard to believe that... Dolores versus Danielle isn't an extension of Siggy versus Margaret. Oh yeah, um, which I'm I'm thrilled about. That fight next week. I'm like, what? What is it? What? What takes us there? And I think Teresa is just so happy to be on the sidelines. Yeah, I like. I'm. I, that's it, where that's I where we need her. Yeah, yeah. We don't need Teresa because, like, Teresa at the focal point, she's not a good fighter. No. Because she doesn't make any sense. When she like absolutely flips her shit and loses her mind, she's great. Yeah. But I want that to be like a surprise coming from the yeah. sidelines that I don't see. Give like, me that the in the main, mid-season tease. The main event should be like Danielle, Margaret, Dolores, Siggy yeah. fight. Beautiful. Great. And then Teresa drags Kim D. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, what I'm really interested in, I, I, oh, this was... This was Juicy Scoop. Um, Siggy on Juicy... I didn't realize that, like, 
Siggy and Kim D are oh. no, they're like legitimate friends and not just her saying like that's my friend don't say anything about her in the first episode they're actually sort of long term friends so whatever Melissa and Teresa versus Kim D like Siggy's gonna be pulled into that too which I think is gonna be great but like we've got some irons in the fire yeah but like why did Siggy not jump off that train during the burning car incident she's just that ride or die I guess she doesn't care about (laughs) whoever whoever found out about that like what's happening who was murdered who knows I don't never be sure okay I think it's time for the freak of the week which you nominated this week who is she I just had a a real treat today of watching Megyn Kelly of Megyn Kelly today and it seemed like wearing a a purple blouse not unlike yourself she's (laughs) she's feeling the spirit um (laughs) And for Spirit Day, I guess, as a celebration of Spirit Day, because there was really no other context, she brought in uh, Hoda Copy, and they did a, a dance in the beginning of the Today Show that it, the only thing that I can say is if you've seen if you've seen it and you've seen Pennywise sort of like dancing <laughs> in that um, creepy carnival, then that's what it looks like with Megan Kelly just pulling random members of the audience out like she's pulling kids into the sewer. And just dancing with him around, and Hoda's there to watch. It is shocking. It was very Lydia McLaughlin flailing arms. Like, yeah. it was all limb. I just, like, they're really going to lean in, who knows how long, on trying to convince us that Megan Kelly Ooh. is a, a morning show host. I don't know. Uh, and then our One True Queen this week. So, a few days ago, maybe yesterday even, Selena Quintanera. Mm-hmm. Was honored with a ghoul doodle. A ghoul doodle. doodle. Uh, honoring 20 years since her debut album, which was the, the Google doodle is moving. Mm-hmm. We've got music, we've got her whole life tale. But I mean, watch that. If you haven't seen the movie, go run and watch that. Jennifer Lopez should have gotten an Oscar. One of my. One of my best friends, actually, like, I, I visited her not that long ago. She's moved, and, like, she still saves this Etsy purchase that I gave her that was, like, a $20 Selena makeup bag that is oh. it's just the most beautiful of beautifuls. Um, it offends me when, like, people say Selena. Selena? And, and assume we're talking about Gomez. Like, you have to I say Selena right. Gomez. If you just say Selena... No, it's you should assume that it's Selena. Selena. Uh, yeah. So not only that, but we learned this week that she is finally getting what she deserved very, very long ago. Uh, she's getting her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So November 3rd, the Hollywood uh, Chamber of Commerce ceremony will honor the Mexican-American singer who went on to become a celebrated figure for Latinos everywhere and a global icon in music and beyond after being fatally wounded in 1985 by the former president of her fan club. She was 23. Yolanda Saldivar, the demon. You know, she's still in jail. The woman who played her in the movie has passed away. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on, on that sad note, of Selena, um, thank you for joining us this week, I, Pete. This has been a treat, a real treat. It's been so long. I know. 
so where can we find you online? At Pishlarm. Don't forget it. And don't you can, forget <laughs> it. You can find me at IDK, IDK. You could subscribe to Come Through Queen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher as well. And Leave follow Not Brendan. Do you know what he, oh, yeah. he deserves it? Yeah, he's out there fighting for our LGBT rights maybe right now. Maybe yours, maybe not yours. Maybe Who not can be yours. sure? You're an ally at least if you're listening yeah. to this five. You made it this far into this episode. <laughs> uh, so... Like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.